0: The, All right, I'm gonna give it a like, and I have hair on my face. Maybe that person wants to do my face hair. Like good face hair. Then it needs to be rebraided. So yeah, plus ten, in. plus ten strength. Yeah. <laughs> All right, are we live? Are we? Are uh, we on? Yep. The audio is live. Does Instagram All have, have a have a picture? It does. Around about now, sometime. Oh, it's pretty exciting. Welcome to Anvil Live at Five. It is Thursday.
1: Yeah, Thursday. I didn't have to train today. No. It's great. And it's raining no, outside. Nobody had to train today. <laughs> <laughs> but two out of three did. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Why are not you guys doing? <laughs> That's know. my active recovery yeah. <laughs> session where I hundred. Pushed, hundred.
0: pushed myself to failure. I didn't a hundred. get to 100. Oh, I only got wow. to 79. Right. Yeah. The Tenth set, I got to seven reps and I was like, you know what? I'm done. This hurts. Yeah.
1: Space Pickle, hello, hey, Space
0: I think yesterday stung me more than I thought it would. Like mm. when I woke up this morning, I'm like, oh, "My tries hurt. My chest is a bit sore." Yeah. I was like, "I'll do it anyway and just see how I go," but it felt heavy you right, right it. from the start. Yeah, didn't look so, fun.
1: Little bit of extra volume can't hurt. Yeah, I was. I just put on Florence on the Machine and Tread had tries. her voice soothe me while I stretched. A little stretch which session. I fucking hate. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> horrible. Yeah. But um, otherwise, it was yeah, a good it's day. Been a pretty chill yeah, day. The weather also, here sucks. Well, it's perfect. Like I was thinking, like this is perfect weather to go home and play video games.
0: <laughs> Isn't any weather? Uh, yeah, for me it is, but because you're indoors. Yeah, yeah, you can drive. The, the right, it's gonna be
1: very nice to sit home while it's raining outside.
0: Last on, like, night I cool went home days. and um and watched Doctor Who while I made dinner, and then put on GTA Five and played that for like three hours. <laughs> <laughs> So I just wanted a little bit of violence in my life.
1: Yeah, I was playing COD and I was just like hyper focused, mm. running around with a sniper and it was amazing. Yeah I'm gonna go do it again tonight.
0: Space so. Pickles said I missed yesterday's chat. What was it about? That's a tough that's a tough a, topic. It was a broad into. topic because we started yeah. we
1: were talking about spirit animals. You might yeah. have to go onto our Facebook and watch, and watch it because
0: it. yeah. it's yeah. un- unexplainable. We yeah. start <laughs> talking
1: about spirit animals. Turns out Nathan identifies as a worm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um so he can fuck himself because they're hermaphrodites. <laughs> yeah. And um then we kinda got onto the topic of apparently slugs, zebras, octopus. Octopi, yeah. Octopi, yeah. Um publicly masturbate. Yeah. Didn't realise that was a thing for the animal kingdom.
0: Well apparently one of our follow viewers on Twitch was a expert in he went to slug, slug school
1: in Sweden. Yeah. Yeah. So Swedish slug school. Swedish
0: slug school. Yeah. Number one slug school all of Eastern Europe. Yeah, if you're ever wondering what the what the Swedes are up to, <laughs> yeah, they're uh, conducting deep research into <laughs> slugs and snails. Yeah, so if you want to watch that one, it's on our Facebook. But yeah, it was fairly entertaining. Yeah. I learned a lot. Had a, yeah, great, had a somewhat, great, giggle.
1: Somewhat educational. Yeah, that was fun.
0: Tonight so. we are talking about bands.
1: bands. Bands. Yeah, not uh not musical bands. We are talking about like elastic. Rubbery bands. People said the plural of octopus is actually octopuses. No. It's yeah. not. It's octopi.
0: <laughs> it's whatever you want it to be. Yeah. That's whatever you want it to. Be. Uh, yes, I'll throw up. I'll throw up bands. I I put up. Do you use bands in your workout? Because I don't know what to. Yeah, no, well, that's but, a pretty good
1: question. Yeah, it's a fair one. It's probably better than whatever I said. I think bands <laughs>
0: have um got more. Oh, yeah. Now,
1: because of COVID?
0: Because COVID had all those people on Facebook, all over my fucking Facebook. And then all those people in gym fails basically smacking themselves with bands. Or trying to do like pull
1: ups with them and then just (laughs) slipping up and slapping them in the genitals. Slip and slap, (laughs) slip and slap, slip, slap, slap. Yeah, that's out of the sun. boy. Uh,
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, COVID made, forced people to be creative. Mm. Whereas previously, if you got a door you got a gym if you got a gym you got a gym <laughs> um, so you don't have to get creative especially if you you know there there comes a point in a lifter's life where they have to get creative just to make any kind of progress mm. you know up until that point you can follow pretty much the same sort of shit over and over again and they're going to make some kind of progress you know you can follow traditional linear programming and you just keep Up in the weight gradually and then deload a little bit back into the same program, up the weight gradually over and over again. And eventually you will just get stronger and stronger. Um, But because of something called the law of diminishing returns, at some point, even that just won't work that well. You know, you could spend 12 months trying to put a kilo on your squat, or you know, you might for two years just make no progress on your bench. Um, which, if you want to be the best in the world at something, is not a very good way to go about it, no. realistically. So you have to, you have to get a bit funky. But that takes like ten plus years of lifting to get to that stage. Before that, it there's no real requirement to do anything too crazy in the gym. No, you can just do the
1: most basic shit in the yeah. world, and you'll see, you'll see progress.
0: But then COVID comes along, and um, suddenly you've got no, world. no fucking equipment. You know, you, maybe you don't have room at home for a gym. Maybe you've got no doors, so you can't door gym. It. You were living in the gym.
1: <laughs> yeah. <you> <laughs> On the, as, they, as the police chased you out, you managed to grab a singular band. Yeah, yeah. A single, just a single piece of elastic. Yeah, You got home and you <laughs> got to feed, place. house, and keep you fit. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, so, um,
1: yeah, I guess COVID has made bands a bit more popular. Yeah, I think just... Um... Like, isolated training in general.
0: I think people underestimate them, though. Like, oh,
1: they do, for sure. And I was like, um, you gave bands to a couple of people and said, yeah. do these things and they didn't, they're like, oh, rock my world. Yeah,
0: this is really fucked up. Yeah. But the secret is, go to failure with anything, it's pretty fucked up. Well, yeah, you know, add <laughs> resistance
1: and yeah. it eventually hurt.
0: Yeah, but um, I guess talking about bands... Um the, I guess the first thing to talk about is what they actually are for people that don't know. Um they they do come in all shapes and sizes. Some people might picture them as like the booty band, that thing that goes around oh, the like knee, thick ones. Yeah, it's like a a girthy girl. Yeah, like band. thin but <laughs> thin but wide. Yeah, um not a huge amount of tension in it. I mean there's variable tension for bands like but that's not the bands we're talking about. Those are different. Um, or you can get those flossing bands, which aren't attached at one end. It's just like a long, flat piece mm. of, el- of, of elastic, kind of like a tapeworm. <laughs> that one. Yeah. Um, and then there's the bands that we use to train, and they're in a whole bunch of our videos um, on uh, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Um, that are I don't know about a meter, and it's obvious. It just looks like a big fucking rubber band, basically. Oh, yeah. That's like a meter long. Mm. Um, and they are all exactly the same size, uh, but they come in different widths and thicknesses, uh, which changes their tension. So you've got like... They're, people use different names for them, but you've got like mini bands, micro bands, um, you know, regular bands. Uh, there's a good diagram, I think, on the Elite FTS page, or if you just Google resistance bands, um, you'll probably see all the different, um, variabilities and then you've got like with each one comes like an amount of tension it produces, which I mean, some people want to know exactly how many kilos or pounds or whatever of tension it's adding to their lifts. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Um, because what you're using it for is not for the extra weight. You're using it for the effect that it produces on the bar. Um, or on your body if you're not using it with a bar. Um, so yeah, generally people will start off with those quite thin ones. They just look like a big fucking red rubber band. Yeah. Um, and then you can progress up to the thicker ones, which um, our ones are green. Most of them blue. are green, I believe. Yeah. There's blue as there's blue same. in between. Yeah, okay. Blue is like a thicker version of the microband. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. The green ones are you know, pretty thick boys, and then they go up from that. But I haven't really found much of a use for anything above the green band just yet. Um, realistically, you you would do just fine with, you know, a set or two of the red ones, maybe a set of the blue ones, and then maybe two sets of the green ones. That would be if you're a, a serious lifter looking to use bands in your training, that would be all you would need realistically. Um, Because if you slapped all of those bands onto a bar, you'd, you'd struggle to lift that, like that's probably getting close to a couple hundred kilos at the top of resistance of say a squat, which only good lifters can lift that in general. Plus like you throw five kilo plates on there or 10 kilo plates, it's going to be more, so you don't need that much, that many bands to get. Uh, a lot of tension, but uh, generally you use bands for what's called accommodating resistance, which is a whole other topic in itself. Is that, Are we going to talk about that today? We can br- touch on it. It's probably not worth going into <laughs> like let's the let's whole touch thing. On, <laughs> yeah. a, let's touch on this entire training philosophy. <laughs> well, just,
1: you know, the idea behind it. Yeah.
0: So, um, yeah, I guess just briefly, accommodating resistance is resistance that changes throughout the lift, right? So, um, very simply put, at the bottom of the bench press, if the bands are down, like attached to a point on the floor, at the bottom of the bench press, it is going to feel lighter than at the top of the bench press. Because as you press the weight, the bands get tighter, making it feel heavier, right? So um, you can accomplish that with bands or with chains. So if you put chains on the bar, uh, they should unload themselves onto the ground as you go through the lift. So say on the squat, um, when you unrack the bar, the chain should be almost completely off the ground. And then as you, you know, sit back into the squat, you get down to the, the hole, it's, the chains are almost completely on the ground. So you've lost whatever those chains weigh. Um, but then as you start to stand back up again, it all gets heavier again. Same with the bands, um, bands and chains. Obviously we're just talk- talking about bands today. So I'll just, cover off on why you might use bands instead of chains. Um, So bands basically make your lift heavier than gravity ever will um, or accelerate the lift more than gravity ever will. Um, chains are still influenced by the force of gravity, right? They can only fall down as fast as gravity allows them to bands, um, because they rely on their own tension, they will pull the bar down to the ground faster than it would ever fall because of gravity, which means on the way down on the eccentric part of the lift, you are now fighting gravity plus band tension. So it means you have to have more control, uh, in the squat bench. Um, which has huge amounts of carryover for how much control you'll have under a bar with no bands. Because if you're used to fighting tension that's faster than gravity, when it's just gravity, it's easier, basically. Um, So it's a great thing to add to your lifts for that particular reason. Um, On top of that, uh, the way, I guess, your joints work in your body is the closer you are to locking out a lift, the stronger your uh, muscles become because they're in a more advantageous position. So I guess the best way to think about it is, you know, your quads are strongest with your leg fully locked out, but with your knee completely bent, your quads are at their weakest position because they don't have as much leverage over that joint. They have to pull the, you know, the knee through that full range of motion, um, bands help train the quad more in that situation because as you push through the lift, the band tension increases. So now your quad has to keep pushing rather than pushing only a little bit towards the end of the lift. So you're now training um, harder through your full range of motion than you would be without the band. Um, That effect is whether you're squatting, benching, uh, deadlifting, or even if you just attach a band and do, say, face pulls or bicep curls or you know, any fucking thing, because I think that's the point of this, is use bands for anything. Yeah, you can use
1: them for anything. Yeah. We've used them for a lot of things. So yeah. yeah.
0: Um, I would prefer to use bands, for example, for most of my accessory lifts over just uh, what we call straight weight um, because, like we said, say you're doing bicep curls, if you aren't familiar with... Uh, the mind-muscle connection or if you haven't been training for a long time or you just don't know how to feel the muscle engaging um, and you do something like a bicep curl uh, and you're not feeling the bicep squeezing hard all the way through the lift, especially at peak contraction. So, you know, when the weight is all the way at the top and you're squeezing the shit out of it just to get the most out of that rep, um, then you're not going to get the most out of that rep. Whereas with a band, if you don't squeeze as hard as you can, the weight's not going up, right? Mm-hmm. It, you have to keep squeezing throughout the entire lift. Um, So the band forces people to do what they may not be doing already, but what they should be doing.
1: Yeah. And I when we were doing banded like bicep curls for, as an example for a while, the um pump was noticeably different. The pump than, is real. <laughs> yeah, the pump is real. And it's just noticeable compared to when we've done them with, say, just dumbbells. Yeah. That, um, like, it's not something you'd expect to happen. No. And
0: it pushes you to failure faster because, yeah. um, I don't know, I guess the bicep curl is a good example. Um, say you can curl 25 kilos. Um, that's generally because from the bottom of the curl, you can only lift 25. But if you were to curl from halfway up, twenty five kilos wouldn't
1: feel as heavy. It wouldn't be your
0: max. Which amount.
1: is why I see so many dudes doing like half rep curls with yeah. a lot heavier weight as like when it's like yeah, than they probably yeah. should.
0: Yeah. Whereas when you use the band, because the weight at the bottom is lighter than it is at the top, the weight doesn't matter as much and you just push yourself to failure you know, and you're pushing that muscle to failure through its full range of motion rather than pushing the bottom third to failure or the top third to failure. Um, So a good example, I guess, in this situation is you could use 21s to do that. That's Mm. fairly common. People will use, um, you know, what's called 21s where you would do seven reps where you just go from the very bottom to halfway and then you do seven reps of the full lift and then you do seven reps just at the top Um, people do them in whatever order it doesn't really matter but what you're doing is seven of each portion of the lift to make sure that you're taking each part of that movement to failure through its full range of motion Um, you don't really need to do that when you're using a band because it's getting heavier the more you lift it um and so you're negating the fact of having to do fucking 21 reps, you might get to failure in 12, and that's less time spent in the gym with basically the exact same amount of work done. Mm. So bands are great for pretty much everything. Um, Not only that, bands, you can adjust the tension. Like literally within seconds, you don't have to take the dumbbells all the way back to the rack and go back and get slightly less heavy ones or yeah. slightly more heavy ones, um, you just stand slightly further away from wherever the band is anchored to or mm. closer. You can do it mid-set if you want.
1: Yeah, you can even grab different – like say we're doing – we do a lot of um, – or we've done a lot of tricep extensions or mm. face pulls with bands. And if we want to add tension, we'll just grab further up Yeah, the band. you just grab slightly higher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it's, um, yeah, it's great for versatility. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, all of these ridiculous ads that I saw on Facebook – People trying to sell these, this is the only thing you'll ever need ever again to be the strongest person in the world. Mm. It's not entirely true. (laughs) Um, You can't build your entire physique using rubber bands by themselves. Um, But they are a training tool that is usually relegated to like, oh, if I don't have weights, I'll use bands or I might just use those for accessories or I'll just use them once. Whereas they have a place in almost every part of the workout. Like, um, you know, traditionally at Westside, they use bands for both max effort lifts and dynamic effort lifts. Um, They use them for the dynamic work, because if you put like, I don't know, 40% of your max weight on the bar, and then you put bands on, you can still develop really explosive power, um, and you're forced to control the eccentric. Mm -hmm. Um, you're not throwing this weight around and you're not losing that. Um, like I said before, you're not losing that. Um, you know, when you get closer to lockout, you don't. You don't need to be as strong, basically. Mm. With the band on there, it's still only 30% of what you, or 40%. It does add a little bit of weight, obviously, right? But the thing, the real change that it's adding is it's forcing you to push all the way through the lockout. You know, if I put, say if you can bench 100 kilos, if you put 40 kilos on the bar, you could probably do a fuckload of reps, right? If you do three reps, no matter how fast you move that bar, those three reps probably aren't going to fuck you up that much. But if you put a couple of bands on there as well, because you're now forced to push as hard as you can all the way through to lockout for those three reps, you are having a much more um, or much bigger effect on your overall training than you would with just straight weight.
1: Yeah. So I guess if it makes maybe some people like numerical values to help conceptualize that. So it might be like at the bottom, it's still 40% when it's touching your chest, say a bench with bands. It'll be a A little bit heavier, yeah, Yeah. so say bottom it's like 50% now, Mm. but by the time you get to the top, it's increasing gradually, linearly in this um, example, and by the time you get to the top, it might be back up to 80%. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the kind of how it works for someone that likes numbers, I guess. Yeah.
0: And you're not going to see the same results as if you were just training with 80%, um, because getting 80% off the chest is much harder than locking 80% mm. out in this situation. But what you are going to get used to is locking 80% out as fast as you possibly can, which you need to be able to do if you want to lock out 100-plus percent. So when it comes to powerlifting or anything that requires the development of extremely explosive power, bands are invaluable. Yeah, I remember
1: when we first started training with bands, we retested... Our deadlift, I think, um, yeah. one time, and what we previously had been like a massive grind, like leg shaking, yeah. oh a bunch yeah. of shit. it was just like yeah, like, it came it just, straight yeah, up, power generation was just out of the, out of this world.
0: Yeah, and that's um that's a good example. So with deadlifts, you're um you're working with dead weight basically. Um, you're only doing the concentric part of the lift. You're not moving through an eccentric. So you don't have to worry so much about controlling the eccentric. Um, but what you do have to do with the deadlift plus bands is fucking push so hard right from the start because otherwise you won't make it through to lockout. Um, some people, I mean, with the deadlift, it's it usually goes one of two ways. You either really struggle to lock the weight out, you know, it gets to around the knees and you just got nothing left, or you really struggle to just get it off the floor. Um, either way, if you put bands on there at a weight that you know 100% you will always get, out, get it off the floor, you can still work on the technique, you can still uh, really focus on um, getting Tight on the bar, getting as much tension as possible, really wedging yourself in. And you start, I don't want to say you start slow, but you begin your pull and then accelerate as hard as you can through the lift and drive the hips into the bar. If you don't do that and there's a band on there, that thing is never coming up. You yeah. know, it just refuses. Um, Whereas if you do that without the band, you're not forced to push as hard, and that might be where your lockout problems coming mm. from. If you're one of those people that struggles to lock out heavy weight, it might be because you start off the floor at a certain speed and you never get any faster. You just try and grind it through at that speed the whole time, um, which is all well and good if you've got an eccentric to build up uh, you know stretch reflex or rebound strength, but when it's just the concentric, you you don't have that advantage, you know, you don't have that stored energy, you don't have that momentum, I guess. Um, So you spend the whole time trying to overcome, um, fuck, I forgot the term for it, but it's a physics term. Inertia. Yeah, you spend the whole time trying to overcome inertia, and you've only got so much energy to do that, unless you basically apply As much force as you can to the bar which speeds it up which means that you don't run out of energy as fast you know you get to you get there faster basically Mm. you know if it's taking you 10 seconds to complete a lift but you've only got five seconds of pulling you you're going to fail before you lock it out you know so the bands teach you to pull lightweight
1: hard so that you can pull heavyweight hard too yeah i know um well a lot of people these days like to throw around the term or the equation oh yeah yeah force force equals mass times acceleration doesn't really apply very well to lifting no i think i think they just like to use it yeah yeah Yeah, it um
0: it doesn't apply to lifting that well because you're dealing with the human body um you're dealing with a lot of torque uh joint angles and um and people are always different so you can't just say moving something really, really fast is going to make it easier uh, because the amount of energy that it takes to move something heavy fast is is a lot. Like, it's a lot more than most people can, um, can muster. Plus, if you are close to lifting your max weight, it's not going to move quickly. There's no way. It just won't. Um, so you can get really, really fucking good at lifting... 30% of your max weight as fast as humanly possible, but it just makes you really good at lifting 30% of your max weight as fast as possible. It doesn't make you that much better at lifting really heavy stuff all the way through the lockout so that you have to add something. That's where the bands or the chains come in um, because speed off the chest doesn't necessarily translate to speed at lockout um, unless you're forced to continue pushing. Um, and then you have to be careful not to fall into the trap of just training speed, uh, especially when it comes, like I said before, if this lift takes 10 seconds to lock it out, 10 is a long fucking time, yeah. but just for the sake of round numbers, if this lift is going to take 10 seconds to lock it out, you know, it's a max effort and you need 10 seconds of pulling you to get that deadlift all the way up to your hips. Um, but you've only been training to lift things for five seconds because that's your speed lifts or whatever, then you're going to get to five seconds and fail because you're not used to lifting for another five seconds. Um, So I'm not saying that the dynamic effort is useless. I'm not saying that that kind of training is not going to give you value, but you have to do both basically, Uh, which sort of leads into how to use bands for max effort stuff. You can do max effort work with bands on the bar instead of, just weight. You know, you could if you're, you know, starting to get pretty good at um say high box squats with just weight on them, you can try for a max effort with just a micro band or just a mini band or whatever. Um because it's going to change the fucking game completely. Mm. You know, trying to max out a heavy single but there's now band tension like trying to pull you back into the box. Um that's something that I do with uh, at least one of my clients at the moment is we use the band tension for them because it forces them to stay tight through the entire lift and it forces them to get the hips under the bar properly in the squat. Um, they are somebody just through, you know, I guess uh, not so much heavy lifting experience. They aren't used to feeling what it feels like to push hard through a lift. Um you know, especially really heavy stuff. Uh, so, if you put bands on, you can simulate that without actually taking it to a weight where that person is going to get folded. So, it's just one of those tricks you can use. Mm. I find bands force people to use good technique mm. um, because if they don't, that the bars just want going up. Like.
1: Yeah. Once it's because it's such a different feeling to just, you know, raw gravity mm. when there's just weight. Um, with bands, it's really like someone is just trying to pull it down yeah. on you it's like it's like imagine yeah someone your spotter just all of a sudden putting pressure onto the bar <laughs> yeah and like, you can almost replicate um tension with that like that like band tension like that yeah um yeah and it's a very real if i don't push on this it's just gonna yeah it's either gonna slap me on the chest or the face or,
0: and people say like oh obviously you gotta push on it like yeah <laughs> it's heavy and you need to lift but like as you get closer to lockout, you don't have to push as hard because Mm. all of your joints are now at better angles than they were at the bottom of the lift. Um, So, you know, off the chest and the bench press, all of your joints are in a pretty shitty position to lift something up. But about halfway up, then you're in a, a much better position. Elbows specifically, even shoulders are in a much better position to be successful. Um, that's why if you don't know how to use your lats in the bench press, you're going to have trouble getting it off your chest because a lot of the work done right off the chest is with your lats and a little bit pecs, shoulders, right? But as you get further up, if you've got weak tries, then you'll never lock it out um, because, you know, the triceps are responsible basically for getting the elbows from slightly bent to straight. So if you put bands on the bar, really places the emphasis back onto the triceps uh, because the lats, they're a big muscle group. They're not going to have to do as much work to get the bar off the chest. And then the triceps are going to have to put in real work to lock that weight out because now it's fucking, I don't know, a little bit more heavy than it was fucking 10 centimeters ago.
1: Yeah. It's interesting seeing someone that with weak triceps on the bench, Cause for, I remember just for a long time, I thought it's always the off the chest that everyone struggles with. Yeah. It's never after that. Once you get off the chest, you're fine. You'll get it up. Yeah. And then one of our friends had terrible tricep strength. Yeah. And it was just bizarre watching him get to like, he'd be doing reps, look like he was fine, get to maybe six of yeah. an eight rep set. And then he'd go. Be fine off the chest, and it would like it's like someone just like snapped their fingers, and he's just, just will stops dead. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, and just collapsed. It's yeah, kind of bizarre to see sometimes. Well, that's my
0: sticking point, and that's where I always fail mm. on the bench. Is like I don't know, and I I shouldn't say that's where I always fail <laughs> because obviously, <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but. That's where I tend to like my, uh, chest, shoulders, and lats have always, uh, I guess taken over in mm. the bench press. So if I struggle with a weight, my chest, shoulders, and lats do the work. Yeah. So my tries just haven't had to do as much work, mm. which is why bands have been such a good thing for me. Uh, it's why I tend to struggle with something like board press over say a pin press Yeah, because I can't get like once i lose that momentum my tries are just like nah bro yeah
1: yeah i know the exact spot for you too like whenever yeah. we do max weights and it just gets to that point where we're starting to starting to fail it's, yeah all, yeah it's the same spot usually
0: yeah. Which is just it's an indicator for me. It's like you need to work your tries because the tries need to be brought up to the same level as everything else, mm. which is why I do more work for my tries than everything else. It's why I we use more bands, why we do more JM press. Yeah. Um because so and that should be something that you guys are looking at if you do train regularly and you notice that you fail off Uh, you know, at a certain point in the lift. You know, for deadlift, like I said before, it could either be off the floor or around about the knees. they fuck the lockout out. Um, For bench press, once again, it's, I mean, it's rarely off the chest. It's usually at some point where the triceps need to kick in um, because the triceps just tend to be weaker than everything else. Um, And then with the squat, it's usually out of the hole usually um you might find somebody gets out of the hole and then tips forward that's an upper back weakness but generally it's out of the hole Um, so these are and these are all things that you can use bands to train for you know you can um you know a a banded squat for example uh, if you sit the band so if you anchor the band slightly in front of your foot placement uh, They're going to pull down on the upper back and develop upper back strength while you're squatting. So it doesn't have to be heavy band tension. You can put, you know, the smallest bands you've got, like the least amount of tension um, on that bar and just having that slight amount of force trying to pull you forward is going to force you to try and stand up more straight. So that's uh, a way to train an upper back weakness out of the squat. Um You know, if you have an issue locking out the deadlift, I would recommend maybe a heavier band and less weight on the bar. That way you're being forced to really drive that lockout every single time. Um, So that's, you know, two different ways to use bands on fairly common exercises that, you know, people might not realize. I think you can use bands without a bar, like... For most of the lifts, anyway, like
1: well, yeah, I was gonna say we we can go into that, and I guess we can segue now. Mm. Um, is to yeah, just using bands for say not the three big lifts, and like you gave it to a couple of people in the past. Yeah, say try my all these exercises, all this circuit with just bands. Yeah, and basically give someone a full body workout. Yeah, I um, I remember
0: uh, taking I think it was just like a blue band home for Christmas the end of last year or whatever. It's irrelevant. It doesn't, it doesn't, matter, it it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter Doesn't <laughs> matter when. I want to know exactly. Yeah. This, yeah. this exact time. I need to be immersed. Yeah. Look, it was a while ago <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, I'm just going to do this workout where it's." it was a lower body predominantly workout, but everything was done with just this blue band. I did sumo deadlifts, a conventional deadlifts, I did a squat variation. Uh, Good mornings. Those are absolute banger with bands. Um, And then I think I added bands to the push-ups as well or just for something else. But I was able to figure out a way to add bands to literally everything just body weight. And that workout fucked me up. Like horrible. Worse than like a lot of our barbell workouts Mm. do. Um, Mainly because I wasn't used to it. Uh, So that's another great thing for bands. If you've never used bands before in your life, and you've been training for a long period of time and you're starting to go oh it's a bit boring or I'm not seeing the kind of progress that I want try adding bands to like two of your sessions a week I guarantee there will be jumps that you didn't see before just because you're doing something different you know it's not predominantly the bands you could have used chains or you could have you know just changed the way you were training but um, bands are a fun way where you can do all of the same movements but you add them to those lifts or you use the band instead of dumbbells or instead of the barbell um, and you'll see good results because it changes the way you have to do that lift um, so it's a really good way to make progress on basically everything i think there's pictures of us on instagram doing curls with it um, yes
1: yeah there is we've put up a fair few Bits of content with yeah. bands involved because of health and they are in our training. Yeah. I think it's kind of inevitable.
0: Tricep extension,
1: big one. Yeah. With bands is a good one. Tricep, so um, just
0: standing tricep extension or seated like tricep pull downs, basically, um, with bands will always be better than with cables um, because you are forced to flex the tricep right at the bottom. Whereas with the cable, um, just the mechanical advantage that those pulleys give you, uh, it, generally isn't that hard to lock out a tricep extension with a cable compared to um, just starting the movement off. So that's something worth trying. You can do it for overhead extensions, standing, pull downs. Um, And then with biceps, you can literally just stand on the fucking band, wrap it around an easy bar and go to town. I remember we used to do that a fair bit. Yeah, the easy bar. Or um, or on the preacher rack, you can, like, mount the bands to the preacher mm. and do preacher curls. And, like, the benefit of doing banded preacher curls, once again, like, it's hard for me to describe because I have, like, a whiteboard here to, like, draw <laughs> stuff. We should get a whiteboard. Yeah. We could. But, um, <laughs> get but rid of these about, <laughs> I guess about halfway through the preacher curl, the weight is now like almost directly above the ground. So instead of it pulling on the bicep, it's pushing down through the forearm, right? So you lose all mechanical advantage of the weight in this position. Because, I mean, I don't know. There's the preacher thing. Give, a, give us a flex. There we go. Us stand, stand up. Stand up. This, is, oh, yeah. I am, yeah. this is the best I've That's got. Yeah. The preacher thing is like on an angle under your fucking elbows. At some point, Do you want me here.
1: To
0: be a no. <laughs> <laughs> At some point the weight's just pushing straight down. Yeah. But I've got this much more range of motion to squeeze my bicep to get maximum con- contraction, right? So this from here to here is useless to me. There's no <laughs> look at it. I'm not, getting, it, yeah. anything, I'm not it. getting anything. I'm not getting anything out of nothing, that curl, yeah. right? Whereas as soon as it comes past here, that's where the weight is now pulling down, right? Okay, makes sense. But with bands on the bar, it's there's tension the entire time, all the way through. Um preacher curls with bands are fucking brutal. I remember them being brutal, yeah. just absolutely horrible. I
1: remember us setting it up I think was there <laughs> yeah I mean, we were generally like mad scientists in the yeah. gym with bands
0: you have to you have to be aware that people are gonna look
1: at you funny and maybe um, like think they understand <laughs> what's going on when they don't where this that one dude was like, I just happened to be walking past him' and he was looking over at you guys still using the bands and he was chatting to his mate and I just heard him go, oh, you know, it just doesn't work, you know, because of gravity. And I was like, yeah, gravity. what do you mean because yeah. of gravity? Yeah. Like, well, you, everybody me, knows
0: once you make gravity stronger, you actually become weaker yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's,
1: you know, eye for an eye kind of thing. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Think yeah. of gravity as a vengeful spirit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah it's going to steal your gains if you try to make it, More than gravity. Yeah. You You know what? Like, am I not good enough? This is better than you, gravity.
1: (laughs) This is also from the the do-the-water polo shirt everywhere. Every single session. Polo shirt guy. Polo shirt guy. I remember him. Fucking polo shirt guy. (laughs)
0: Um, Yeah, so we did a lot of our training at a a commercial gym to begin with. Obviously, everyone tends to start there or end up at a commercial gym at some stage. But this is an environment where it's, you know, Half depth squats and this is bro, dream, bro yeah. jam yeah bro dream, lots of flexing in the mirror, um the polos, yeah to roll in to <laughs> roll in with some like and we built some what I will call fairly dangerous contraptions, yeah. in this thing, like um I was genuinely concerned for my safety at certain points where we'd like locked a barbell down with the hooks and like had the bands. <laughs> Pulled over, like a deadlift bar or something, and like one thing goes wrong, and everything just fucking could yeah. just fly up into the air. Didn't
1: it, you used a, you and Jordan used the um sandbag as a box once to squat on?
0: Uh, <laughs> the ball, the sand ball. Yeah,
1: thing. the sand yeah. ball. That's right. Because yeah. I don't know why we did. Seemed like a good idea.
0: I think all the boxes were. <laughs> I assume it was
1: something. comfy. Yeah. Well,
0: we, yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it would have made it harder because you sink into it.
1: Yeah, yeah we we
0: weren't. Sitting on it like we oh, kind of were in the box, we're kind of touching it. It was more so, of a touch point, yeah, not, a, not okay. a box squat at all. Yeah, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it was more like Attention squat to the box, to depth, like, yeah. So we knew like, like this depth. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess, and like, there's benefit to being a mad scientist in the gym, or like you know, here we don't have a huge amount of equipment, you know, we've got the basics, which is more than enough, um, and we have a shitload of bands. So when it comes to like Say, I want to do reverse hypers or something. We have to get fairly creative on Mm. how we set everything up. We were just as creative, but in a gym that had most of
1: the equipment that we we needed most of the time.
0: Um, But when you want to try and mount bands to a bunch of equipment that doesn't have um, pins for it, and these days people are cluing on lots of power racks come with mounting points for bands. Usually there'll be a bunch of holes along the bottom of the power rack and there'll be pins that you can slide in and out and put in different places. Um, if you're looking into using bands and you're not sure how to mount them, uh, I'm pretty sure there's a couple of really good videos on the LeadFTS.com about how to mount them. Um, the way we used to do it, the way we found works best and the way we still do it now actually is just with um, two dumbbells on each side. Uh, so generally the heaviest dumbbells you have access to just for safety's sake, you don't want those things flying around the room. Yeah. Um, but you want more than one contact point for the band, right? So um, for the band to have the tension that you want in it uh, through the entire lift, you generally want it to be mounted at two points. So that's uh, hard for me to describe, once again, just using English language. But <laughs> um, rather than just having a single dumbbell, you need two next to each other and you wrap the band around both of them. Um, It creates like a little triangle at the bottom. Um, But we still do it that way and it works just fine. You can do that in almost any gym, any gym that has a set of dumbbells. You can probably even do it with a set of kettlebells or something as well. Um, The main points, I guess, for uh, training with bands is you want there to be a little bit of tension in it At the bottom of the lift as well as at the top obviously there's going to be tension at the top but if you've mounted the band in a way where there is just absolutely no tension at the um at the lowest point of the lift say for the curls or something when your hands are down by your waist or wherever um, at the bottom of the lift, there's no band tension. They need to be tighter. So you need to come up with some fucking creative way to make them tighter there. Um, one of the hardest things to manage, I think, with bands is trying to get the right amount of tension at the bottom so that it's not too fucking tight at the top. Yeah, like, and getting the
1: same tension on both, yeah. both of yeah. the sides as well. Otherwise, you get pulled down and shit. Yeah. So Also be aware that for squatting, when you step out, have maybe a foot... Back, yeah, split, yeah, split stance because it, you'll de-rack it and it'll it'll almost likely pull you back and yeah. launch you. Yeah,
0: um, yeah. Bands tend to anchor you to one point, so that's this is a diff, another difference between chains and bands. For example, the chains don't necessarily anchor you to any particular point on the ground, um, whereas the bands do because they're mounted at a certain point. They are pulling you down. They're pulling the bar or you know whatever you've mounted them to. It's pulling it down towards that point. Um, So like I said, you can use that to your advantage. You can place that point slightly in front of you for squats and it's going to affect the upper back because you're being forced to remain more upright. Um, It's the same, I guess, with the bench press. You have to be a bit more careful. You want the bands to be uh, in line with where the bar touches the chest, right? Because um, you want the bar to be drawn to where you're touching. Um, if you mount it anywhere else, you're going to be fighting the bands to get it to your touch point. Uh, if you f- start to fatigue and you can't fight the bands that much anymore, it's going to pull you to an unusual touch point. It might lead you to developing uh, a bar path that isn't that great. So, that's just something you need to consider. Um, but for other, you know, accessory exercises... Um, you can play around with mounting the bands basically however you want. Face pulls is a really good example because mm. you can mount it, you know, quite low and pull high. Jesus, mm. and pull high, and it's gonna have, um, uh, it's gonna target different muscle groups. To if you say mounted at high and pulled low, mounted high and pulled high, low, low. You know, you get all these different variations. And say, you know, you get really fucking good at one of those variations but you can't really be bothered thinking up a whole new exercise to do um, for your next program rotation or whatever. You just change where you mount the band and pull to a different position and you're going to develop a different area of, in that example, your upper back. So Mm. um, they are really fucking good for, you know, training um, and value for money. You're spending pretty, like, pretty much fuck all. From what I remember, I got, like, two bands for 20 bucks and that's probably pretty expensive realistically
1: well, yeah I was gonna say like out of all the pieces of gym equipment <laughs> it's hard to imagine another piece of equipment that is like cheap that versatile mm. and also just like um, portable cuz even like a kettlebell yeah it's not big mm. but they they weigh a lot generally and
0: they're so fucking expensive oh
1: yeah and they're just phenomenal like it's like dollars per kilo is how yeah. it's and it's like what like 7 bucks per kilo or something like know, yeah. that 6 bucks per kilo and it's just ridiculous
0: yeah i um i literally take two bands or three or four bands with me on holiday every time i go and that's if i want to train i've got options right mm. i can fucking basically do anything um, but I'm not going to lug around a 20-kilo kettlebell in my fucking bag. Yeah. Qantas make me pay out my ass off yeah. of that shit. 91Taste <laughs> yeah. um, said, where would you recommend buying them? It's a great question. Mm. If only we had them on <laughs> um, Yeah, ideally in the future, we would like to have our own bands. Um, right now, I'd say the best ones I've used are Rogue. Yeah. Um, and that's the best ones I've used so far that you can access easily in Australia. Um, I I wish I could recommend Elite FTS or Westside's bands, um. Although Westside, as far as I'm aware, partnered with Rogue, so you might be getting basically the same thing if you just go through Rogue. Um, but you don't want to pay for US stuff coming out of the US. Rogue tend to have like warehouses in like Australia. Yeah, Rogue shit. AU. Yeah, so I would say Rogue. Um, but heaps of places do them. The reason why I would choose Rogue over for example, Titanium USA, um, is the way that they're made. Um, if the band is injection molded, it can develop air pockets that really easily lead to splitting. Um, the splitting is not necessarily dangerous. Uh, just keep an eye on the band if it's like wear and tear. Yeah, I've had a
1: band split and
0: smack me between the legs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, I mean, realistically, the last thing you would want is a band to snap on a max effort lift or something. Um so you do need to be aware of how, how long you've been using a certain band for. You don't want to use, leave it out in the sun and shit like that. Um, but Rogue make their bands by layering the rubber. So what that does is it means that there's less chance of one particular weak spot in that entire band because the layers are all offset basically. So they don't just layer it all and then stick all those layers together. It's like one layer is here and then the next one's slightly more around. So you just get this band that is less likely to just break in one spot. Um, I don't particularly like how Rogue prices most of their equipment. But from what I remember, the Rogue bands were fairly reasonable um yeah so go with rogue until anvil can figure out a way to get you the same quality for cheaper yeah exactly. get someone out the back yeah yeah
1: um
0: yeah i don't often recommend rogue equipment Um. Uh, it's good it's just fucking expensive yeah um but in this particular case uh the bands that they sell are probably the best ones i've
1: used yeah you've had good experience with those
0: yeah so yeah if you're looking for bands although
1: i think bands everywhere are pretty much sold out since covid yeah it was on um, the yeah. whole home gym anything considered home gym was just like gone yeah. a few months ago
0: yeah they're so good for regular gym though yeah
1: they are yeah. Um,
0: what well, time was, is it i think it's it 12 minutes. Yeah. oh 12 well, i was
1: going to say like how do you guys think booty like bands became so popular for booty bands like booty building was like who pushed that?
0: Well, I think there was one specific I know that um glute guy, that fucking Reconcheras. Yeah, yeah, he was big on the booty band. But not just the booty band, he's got a whole other Well he does like stuff. he does heaps of stuff. It's not like yeah. he just
1: does booty band stuff, which seems um, to be pretty common now. It's just like do this, you know, you see the pretty like and not to say they don't work, but work alone, I don't think yeah. they do.
0: I think Honestly, I reckon it's come out of the physio world um, right. because in the physio world, when they're trying to teach, so the glutes tend to be responsible for, uh, I guess, a lot of, I don't want to say injuries, but imbalances in lower body movement, mm. right? Specifically the squat, but it carries over to fucking everything else. Yeah. If you've got a glute that just does not like to wake up, then it's, that side is going to be weaker. Um, because it's just such a fucking massive muscle. Yeah. It's like, huge. What biggest one on the body, the glute? Um, oh, by, the, like by glute, itself. gluteus. Glute medial. Yeah. It's yeah. Like one of the biggest, I guess, fiber for fiber muscles mm. compared to. Um, yeah. So if that little guy isn't waking up, you know, you're losing a lot of power in the squat. You're experiencing yeah. hip shift, mm. things like that. But on top of that, you know, it might not wake up because
1: of the way you walk or. Yeah. Or gait's interesting when, um, it comes to a lot of that stuff, how it impacts your muscle development.
0: Yeah. So a really good way of fixing that for physios, for example, Mm. is to, um, is to do an exercise that specifically targets that area Yeah. and hip thrusts and that's it. Or the, um glute, whatever it's called, glute bridges. Yeah, Yeah. glute bridge. Um, But one of the best ways to force activation of the glutes in a hip thrust or a glute bridge is to put a band around the knees Mm. because the knees are then forced to drive out, which is a movement done by the glutes. So if you're already pushing the knees out, activating the glutes, and then driving the hips up, you're getting much more glute activation than you would if you don't drive the knees out. And maybe you do a lot of that movement with the quad. Or I mm. mean, yeah, that's the main other one that does that movement. So
1: maybe it was just good
0: market. Maybe it was just like oh, it was excellent market, excellent marketing. Because someone's think, gone, oh, that really works, and that piece of equipment could be quite cheap to make and then sell. Yeah, I'm gonna make a booty band and and then market the shit out of it as the number one glute developer to hit. Yeah, because I feel like industry.
1: someone's gone. Okay, the new the new because the fat of the moment mostly is flat flat tummy, big butt. Sure. Um, for mostly female um, like I say gym that. goals. That's what I want.
0: Well,
1: yeah. Um, I got the big butt thing. <laughs> yeah, Five stomach, not so much.
0: Well, we'll get that. <laughs> we'll get that.
1: Yeah. And I feel like someone's realized this fad, this trend is happening. Yeah. You know, like any good marketer. And yeah. I've gone, well, here's all the things you can do for glutes or simple that anyone can do. Yeah. And so let's just fucking push this thing.
0: Well, I think it, i I know there's one person that smashed the booty band more than anyone else. They just, like, they put it on the map, basically. Mm. I can't remember if it is Brett Contreras or if it's somebody else. But basically, this person classic fitness fad thing mm. they basically put it out there as this is the only thing you will ever need to build a tone classic bar. marketing you yeah. got a band you got a gym yeah. Yeah, and so you got a, and, band, you got a booty and <laughs> yeah. they basically sold it as all you need is this one piece of equipment in your home mm. and you can just slap it on your knees do a bunch of hip thrusts you're going to have a sick rig forever yeah. um and so that put it on the map as like the one thing you should ever get and then yeah. obviously people have realized that you know, it's fairly cheap to make. You can make a bit, bit of money off them. Yeah, and um, bands were around in in physio like long before oh, booty like, bands. Band, were, yeah, really.
1: bands aren't like a new concept. Yeah, yeah. it's just their popularity has yeah. kind of skyrocketed. Yeah, with um, and again, the marketing. All you got to do to sell bands now is get a attractive female who has a a booty, and then just get her to do some booty bands. Yeah. workouts, and you've got a fucking year's worth of advertising right
0: there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'm not against using them, but the band around the knees is a great way to activate the glutes in the squat. I'm not saying um, any of those
1: movements are bad. It's no, just, I, yeah, I think yeah. yeah, I think they're just it's misrepresented. Just,
0: yeah, the, I mean, people might say, oh, no, I would never do that because it's obviously just fad marketing mm. or whatever. No, there is value in these things. It's isn't? like anything really in yeah, fitness but, industry, yeah. Once again, you can't just do one thing to... Be you know be successful or make progress if you've never done a hip thrust with a booty band on add it to your program you'll see great progress for mm. fucking maybe up to 12 months but then you have to find something else to do right So to get the same results yeah so then take the band off yeah. <laughs> add, add weight <laughs> add weight
1: just do a barbell hip thrust yeah
0: and that's and i think that was where the uh the the pads pad, mm. the hip thrust pad where well, that was born because yeah. people were like fuck we're not getting the same results from these Damn booty bands. <laughs> we need to fucking we need, a, we we need, need to to move forward. Yeah, yeah. we need a <laughs> We need to potentially incorporate some kind of resistance training. Yeah.
1: Honestly though, if anyone thinks they're too tough to put a pad on the bar for hip thrusts, thrust, Oh my fucking, god. No. Yeah, you deserve to suffer. Like I'll, <laughs> I'll chuck a pad on every single time. Yeah, yeah in fact most of the pads
0: we've found aren't thick enough. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the
0: fucking bar literally just sits on my bone. Yeah. Yeah. If I, I don't have a pad spot. It's honestly like, like props to people that can do it with just those pretty thin pads. Oh, I don't know what? how they do it. No, I've got I've had like sixteen yoga mats folded yeah. <laughs> yeah. all there, and I can barely get out of the bar. I'm like struggling. And then the first one I'm like, oh god, that's <laughs> it hurts. Yeah. Still feel it. yeah.
1: Yeah. We we definitely need to keep looking into like pads. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Definitely.
0: Yeah. All right. Is that it? Are we done? Yeah. Six men. Oh yeah. We can right. wrap up that. Everyone enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, cool. Well, um, thanks, everyone that's uh, watched today, contributed, watched in the background. If you watch it later, we appreciate it. If you never watch this at all, as always, go fuck yourself. Um, you'll never know we said it. Um, we appreciate everyone else, though. say um, we've just been talking about the band gym bands and the benefits and where they can be used and why you might use them, accommodating resistance. Um, tomorrow we'll be back for Tropical Shirt Friday. Yeah, I, we, Friday no. already? Yeah, Friday already. Look at that. Yeah, so we're back at 5 p.m. Eastern Eastern standard time. Um, until then, if you want to check out our podcast, feel free to. We're on Apple Music and Spotify. It's called The Hard Way, Amble Podcast. And we're also on YouTube. Our channel is Amble Training Development. So if you want to check that out, go nuts. It's got all the live fives, a bunch of episodes where we go over articles Marshall and I have written, and we also have one about what Amble is and who we are. So if you want to check those out, much appreciated. If not, we will see everyone at 5 p.m. tomorrow. Yeah, thanks yeah. for tuning in. Adios.